B-Pod Studios. The best show ever on 97.5 The Fanatic. On the line with us right now, like he is each and every Friday, does a tremendous job covering the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia, Mr. Dave Zangaro on the Comcast Business Hotline. How you doing today, Dave? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing pretty well, Dave. Uh, it appears the Eagles are actually getting a little bit healthier as they uh, enter this Arizona game. Can you give us a little bit of an update on the injury situation? Yeah, definitely good news. The injury report just came out. Avante Maddox uh, expected to be back. Brandon Dickerson expected to be back. Nicholas Morrow expected to be back. Uh, so all three of those are, are key players. Obviously, Avante Maddox is, is kind of the headline there. He hasn't played since week two. Um, it's, it's a big boost to get him back, especially getting ready for the playoff run. I think they're going to ease him back into this a little bit. He hasn't played in quite some time. But uh, for a secondary that just hasn't been that good all year and has kind of needed someone to be a playmaker, he can fit that. Uh, I know he's been injured a lot the last few years, but when he's been on the field, he's been very good. So that's a big boost to get him back. Landon Dickerson uh, had surgery on his left thumb uh, a week or so ago. Uh, he'll be able to play in this game. We'll have that wrap. So kind of keep an eye on him, how effective he's able to be. Uh, the one guy ruled out for this game is Darius Slay, uh, but nothing has changed there. Uh, they still expect him back for the playoffs. He had arthroscopic knee surgery. It's about just uh, getting him ready. They're kind of holding him back a little bit at this point. Um, your phone was breaking up a little bit there, uh... Uh, Dave, you got us on speakerphone or anything? I should be good. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yeah, that's better. Sorry about that. All right, talk a little bit about the coaching matchup because, you know, we don't really like Jonathan Gannon here to start (laughs) with, and he's going up against, obviously, Nick Sirianni and the Eagles. Talk about that coaching matchup. Yeah, I'll be honest. This Cardinals team just isn't very good. They they don't have a lot of talent. Um, You look at the roster, and it's a – Who's that? I mean, it's not a who's who. It's a who's that? They have. I mean, it's it's pretty bad. And part of that's probably by design. They're they're not exactly trying to win a bunch of football games this year. Uh, so I think you know he hasn't done a great job necessarily, but I don't think he has the uh, the talent uh, right now to, to make anything happen. That defense is is not good. Um, but again, it, it's a talent issue. They have a few players who you look at and think, all right, you got to worry about them. Uh, Buda Baker on defense, certainly. Kyler Murray, um, a good player on offense. Their quarterback is much better than Tommy DeVito or, um, you know, Drew Locke the week before that. But a talent-deficient team, I I think Gannon would love to come in here and get a win. Uh, I don't know if he has the team to be able to do it. Uh, And I I think he's also going to be realistic about the kind of reception he gets when he enters the building on Sunday, it, it's not going to be pretty, um, but kind of the way it ended here, and uh, that that is what it is. I want to follow up on that, Dave, with the way he left. Now, there's some talk that he was maybe deceived the Eagles, and the Eagles and from Jeff Lurie down weren't particularly happy with the way that he did leave, that perhaps he didn't wasn't completely honest about how he got the Arizona job and then um, how he maybe had someone under him commit to be his D.C. before the Eagles even had a chance to interview him, is it true in your opinion overall that Gannon wasn't truly honest on the way out of Philadelphia? Yeah, I, I think he could have definitely handled it better. Um, and, and we know that it got to the point where the two teams had to agree on draft compensation to make it right. 
And whenever that happens, like, yes, yeah, something went down that was not uh, completely legal. Uh, yeah, I, I think that there was a source of some bad feelings there a little bit because it, it didn't end the way they wanted it to. Now, as far as Nick Rollins leaving with him, you know, unless the Eagles are going to make him defensive coordinator, he can't fault him. He, I mean, Gannon, that is, he can't fault him for taking uh, the linebackers coach. Uh, Nick Rollins got a promotion to go to Arizona with him. But, yeah, certainly the, the way it worked out, uh, left a bad taste in some people's mouths. And, you know, I, I think the timing of it hurt the Eagles because I don't think anyone is under the illusion that they didn't want Vic Fangio, right? I think they would have happily been able to, to slide him into that role if the timing worked out, but it didn't. I got, I got to ask you a question about the locker room. I mean, we're hearing a lot. Obviously, Devontae Smith wasn't happy after the last game. It's always somebody that's not happy offensively with this team. Is it that bad? I, I, I mean, in all reality, they are 11-4. and four. Yeah, I, I think that sometimes you kind of become a victim of, and like, gosh, I hate to use the word because it gets, I get tired of hearing the word standard, but you kind of become a victim of the expectations you set for yourself. And uh, I think that's what's happening here a little bit. They are 11-4, and four, but I, uh, so many of these wins have not, gone the way they wanted and I think certainly Christmas Day was one of those it was uh, it was a game that was far too close for comfort uh, and and I think a little bit is like that's the way a player like Devontae Smith is wired you know because you look at that offensive performance and it wasn't that bad I mean they, they scored a bunch of points they, they got a bunch of yards they turned the ball over once on offense and it was kind of a fluky thing where Dallas got her slips and uh, Adoree Jackson is off to the races the other turnover was on special teams, and and Devontae was asked about that this week because he, he mentioned, yeah, we, we gave up 14 points on offense, and someone was like, well, no, one of those was on special teams. And he said, well, I consider that offense, which I mean, is, is it kind of gives you a little glimpse into his mind and uh, the level he's trying to achieve. But, yeah, I, I think it, it has been kind of a weird vibe a little bit this weekend, really for a lot of the year, and I, I think part of that is just uh, the expectations that this team has set for itself and, and trying to live up to a, a really high standard that was set last year, which is tough. I mean, that team last year is like a – we'll never see a team like that, right? Like that was a, an incredible team. Everything lined up perfectly for that squad. It's never going to be that easy. So uh, I, I think that's what we've seen a little bit this year. The best show ever on 97.5 The Fanatic. BackstageCountry.com, your online home for all things country music. Country music has so many generous artists who always seem to jump in to help those in need. We're spotlighting five who lead by example and lend a helping hand to charitable causes. See who made our list when you text GIVE to 45911. Text GIVE to 45911 and read all about it right now on BackstageCountry.com. 97.5 The Fanatic. We're speaking with Dave Zangaro. Does a tremendous job covering Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Going back to the de- defensive side of the ball, you get some guys back. Maddox playing some. Uh, we talked about last week, Dave, the young corners in Ricks and Ringo. Maybe being maybe Bradbury insurance for Slay's return. It appeared to me once again that they played well, the young guys, against the Giants again. 
different challenge as far as the quarterback, but not great receivers. Um, how are you seeing the progression of the young outside corners? Because you mentioned that they're kind of holding Slay back for the postseason for them to be ready if Bradbury's not uh, performing well in the postseason. Yeah, I, and look, I, I think these are really valuable reps they're getting right now. You're right about this Cardinals receiving core, and now Hollywood Brown is out, so um, it, they're really down to not much. But they do have a quarterback who can extend plays, and if you have to cover anyone for, for five seconds, it, it can be tough. So uh, it is a good matchup, and, and these uh, receivers are tiny too. Even if Hollywood Brown was playing, um, it, it, that's a different matchup for a guy like Keely Ringo, who's you know, 6'2", 205. Uh, but Ringo's the one who's impressed me the most, and maybe that's a little biased, me knowing uh, exactly who he was in, in the pre-draft process and the athleticism and all the tools. But, yeah, I mean, I've been very impressed by him. And I, I, maybe we're all getting ahead of ourselves a little bit, thinking that there's a path here for those guys to play over James Bradbury. Uh, but we have seen in the last few weeks there have been snaps where one of those young corners plays outside and Bradbury slides inside. I could see that happening. Now, the idea of Bradbury just simply getting benched, I, look, I, I know this coaching staff shows a, they really kind of show deference to veteran players, right or wrong, so I, I have a hard time seeing that. But if it gets to the point where he's hurting you, you have to make that switch. Yeah, talk a little bit. You wrote an article about uh, Reed Blankenship and wearing the green dot this uh, past week. Tell us a little bit about how hard that is for a safety to get that done. Yeah, it's a tricky thing, and I'm kind of fascinated all the time by the mechanics of the green dot uh, who's in control of the on-field communication with the sideline. Uh, you know, I think about a linebacker who wears that green dot. They get the play call in their headset. They relay it, and they're pretty much already in position. They have to move like a few yards where, you know, if you're a safety and you're playing the free safety spot, which he does quite a bit, uh, you have to get the play call in, and then you have to backpedal like 15 yards uh, and be ready for the snap and be ready to to for whatever the, the offense throws at you formation-wise. So uh, it was a tricky thing for him last week. It took him a little while to get used to it, but I think that experience could be valuable because you look at these linebackers, and I don't know what they're going to do. If they don't have Cuttingham this week and, and Nicholas Morrow is back, do they just give it back to Nick Morrow? I, you know, I'm not sure. Uh, because eventually you think they're going to have some kind of a rotation at linebacker, and ideally you have the same voice for an entire game. You want a constant out there who who has the dot, who um, the, the team kind of gets used to hearing his, his voice and his play call. So I, I kind of wouldn't be shocked to, to see that go to Bradbury in the playoff. Or no, not Bradbury, sorry, <laughs> Blankenship in the playoff. Interesting stuff, Dave. We really appreciate the time. Uh, happy New Year, and uh, we'll see if uh, if this fans – Greek Gannon the way uh, we all expect. Yeah, I think they will. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Thanks so much. That was Dave Zangaro on the Comcast Business Hotline.